Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were in the book of Hebrews in chapter 12, reading in verse number 5, talking about the chastising or the chastisement of the Lord. And we had uh, defined that word as it is used there in the scripture, uh, tutorage, to be tutored. Uh, that is education or also uh, training. The the word also meant instruction or to nurture. Now, when you think of nurture, you think of a of a little baby being uh, given milk and 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 being taken care of by by others uh, up until it comes of age. And the scripture talks about the law of God that was given. It was given in that manner. It was to nurture us until we were ready to be instructed. Or think of it this way. In the book of Galatians, the scripture talks in chapter number 4, how Jesus was born and how he was brought into this world and how the the, the example is given of, of how he was under tutorage. He was under the tutorage of the Heavenly Father, the instruction of the Heavenly Father. In fact, we know this for a fact because by the time he was 12 years old, he was already in Jerusalem, uh, having gone on one of the uh, pilgrimages that the men had to go of the three that they had to do a year, uh, Joseph's father and uh, Mary and the whole family were there, and Jesus was talking with and and listening to and answering questions from the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes there at the temple. Of course, you know the story how he had gotten left behind. When they did finally find him three days later, think about it. What do you do for three days and three nights? Where do you stay? What do you eat? Where do you eat? Who takes care of you? Well, Jesus, when he answers the question from his mother, from Mary, you know, didn't you know we were worried about you? We were concerned. And Jesus answered, how is it that you did not know that I had to be about my father's business? So Jesus already was involved in being guided and taught and trained by the Heavenly Father. But then the scripture says he submitted himself to them. It was the responsibility of the Jewish parents, and especially the Father, to pass on the instruction and the teachings of the Jewish faith to each of their children and be able to be instructed learning the Psalms, learning the commandments of the Lord, the Torah, the book of Genesis and the book of uh, Exodus and number, Numbers and uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus. They were involved in all of this, of course. Uh, the scripture says in Galatians in chapter 4, verse 1, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant though he be Lord of all. But he is under tutors and governors until the appoint 
until the time appointed of the Father. So Jesus was under tutors, was under, uh, in other words, he was being instructed of others. But this is also used uh, as an example that before we came to Christ, the law was supposed to be our tutor. It was supposed to expose sin. It was to, supposed to remind us and let us know how short we fall of the glory of God. Its purpose was to serve and let us know that we needed a Redeemer, that we could not do it on our own. It was to serve as a purpose of letting us know how sinful we really are. So when we read the scripture, it says, but, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. And of course, uh, the Father, whether it was a natural Father or a heaven, our Heavenly Father, Jesus, of course, in due season, uh, also was born, even though he was born under the law. It says in Galatians 4.3, Even so we, see, he compares us to that. When we were children, were in bondage under the elements of this world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem, this is verse number five, them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because we because you are sons of you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through Christ Jesus. What does a son do? He's able to minister the things of the household of his father. He's able to do the things that now, as an heir, pertain to him. But as a little child, he still needs to be tutored. He needs to be guided. And that's what we had learned, that the Lord instructs us, that the Lord teaches us, that the Lord guides us in the way that we should go. And this includes everything from being nurtured to being corrected to being rebuked. It says in Hebrews 12, 5, Have you forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto children? My son, do not despise thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint where thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He will correct us. He will train us up as a child. He'll educate us. He'll discipline us. He'll teach us. And we will be taught and we will learn of him if we receive that. So the thing is this. Many do despise being corrected. And we talked about being offended yesterday. And there are those that will actually uh, faint 
they 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 say it's too much i can't handle this and uh, it, it, it it's impossible and actually it is the christian life is impossible apart from the help of the holy spirit because it is a supernatural walk it is a supernatural life living and lived out here on this physical planet god by his holy spirit never intended us to struggle on our own and to try to figure out what to do. He intended for us to be like children that are instructed and educated and trained up and taught. And the Holy Spirit, whom he sent, whom Jesus sent, he came so that in our lives he would be able to personally, as our personal guide, as our personal comforter as our personal helper he knows the way that we should go he doesn't speak of himself he only speaks what jesus speaks to teach us as jesus our master only spoke what he heard the heavenly father say since jesus has already overcome and had become victorious then it is assumed then that he knows the way exactly of how to walk and what to do. And in doing so, then he's able to pass that on to us. Now, because he loves us, Hebrews twelve six, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Now, this is an important point for us to understand. In the Bible, you'll find people that were never corrected, were never uh uh, uh, chastened of the Lord demonstrating the fact that they, they themselves were most likely not loved in the same manner that an other was loved now if, if we look at the comparison if we were to even just think about this for a moment and uh, we were to go to the book of Malachi in chapter number one, and we read about Esau and Jacob. The scripture reads in this manner, I have loved you, saith the Lord, and you say, wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons and for the wilderness. Whereas Edom, that's another word for Esau, saith, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, They shall build, but I will throw down. They shall call them, uh, they shall call them the borders of wickedness and the people against whom the Lord has indignation forever. Now, stop and consider. Both of these boys or individuals, Jacob and Esau, were twins. They were sons of Rebekah and of Isaac. And the blessing and the birthright 
were taken away from Esau and Jacob, even though he did it deceitfully uh, and they did not pertain to him. But God, in his infinite wisdom, knows uh, the beginning from the end of a thing. And he chose Jacob to bless him. And he corrected Jacob in the things that he went through, that he suffered. But Jacob continued to trust and put his confidence in the God of his father, Isaac, and the God of his grandfather, Abraham, and how God revealed himself and manifested himself, and how God guided them those 20 years that he was in the house uh, uh, of Laban, and how he was treated and how the Lord was with him all the way, all the time. But yet Esau, uh, he despised his parents. He refused to follow the instruction and the teaching of his parents. And he went and married from the Canaanites and from the other uh, nations that were there at that time. And uh, it displeased Rebecca and Isaac very much. Yet you don't find him being corrected and uh, being punished to, to go back the correct way. In fact, it is defined that in the manner that God loved and corrected and chastised Jacob to the way that Esau uh, uh, was corrected, you would almost think that he was hated. That is the that 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 is what we are told here in Malachi and 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 it's is just something awesome whom the lord loveth he will chasten and, and people will say well why did the lord have to correct me or why did he have to punish me why did he have to do what he did and it's hard to explain to a child because he loves you that that's that 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 is like well that's not an explanation actually he it is because he's trying to get you out of harm's way many times it's not enough that he pulls our ears because we're not listening it's not enough that we get a slap on the hand because we're not listening sometimes he really has to capture and draw our attention fully and we wind up in situations and circumstances. Uh, we go through things and we wonder, God doesn't love me. Why did he allow? Why did he permit this? Actually, consider it the opposite. Because he loves us, he is correcting us. Whom the Lord loveth, that the word there loveth, is the word for agape that is used uh, in the New Testament, or agapo, aga, I can't even pronounce it, but it is the way that that God loves. No, notice this uh, in, in John three sixteen that is so famous for people to quote: "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son." Wait a minute, God loved us in such a way that He punished Jesus for us. Yes, Jesus was punished for our sins. He was our substitute. He is our substitute in everything. But because he loved us so much, he was willing to take out all our punishment, all our judgment, and all that we deserved 
on the person of his son, Jesus. And Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered, which we'll get to in Hebrews. Uh, if you join us tomorrow, I see we've actually run out of time. But consider that. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom he receives. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.